I will seek joy. I will live fully and fearlessly, but above all else, I will love fearlessly. Unknown. guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, I thought we could talk about ways to stop wasting time. It's one of those things that I feel like in general, I'm always trying to kind of make the most out of my time. But also too, I feel like procrastination and wasting time or just maybe even on an overall just scale, like thinking about your life in general, and maybe having that little bit of fear that you might have that moment when your life has passed you by and you look back and you're like, oh my god, it wasted so much time. If that sounds familiar, then we have matching fears because that is a fear of mine. I have a feeling like, I don't think this is going to happen, but I guess this is one of the things that kind of lights a fire under my butt is the thought that like, if I was an 80 year old woman or when I'm an 80 year old woman and I'm just sitting out on my porch, you know, drinking my, I don't know, coffee that AI made for me somehow. And, uh, just thinking back on my life, I don't want to look back and think, God, I wish I had just gone for it or God, I wish I just hadn't like wasted so much time procrastinating or waiting to chase my dreams or just living my life on a day-to-day basis in a way that made me feel like not always happy because I think that there can be a problem when we always shoot for happiness, but maybe just content and a way that felt most connected to who I am as an individual and as a human being. So I'm going to dive into a couple of the topics that surround wasting time and just my tips, tricks, and opinions and experience on the matter. First and foremost, let's talk about procrastination because that tends to be the first and I guess most prevalent way that I think I waste time. And I think we all do on a mass scale. Procrastination is a habit. It's one of those things where we don't really realize it's happening, but it can snowball into a bigger problem really, really quickly if we don't kind of nip it in the butt. It's one of those habits that starts off small and innocent, like, oh, I know I need to do this, but maybe I won't do it right now. Maybe I'll do it in an hour. And then that becomes two hours. And then that becomes tomorrow. And then that, you know, turns into next week which turns into next month, which sometimes even turns into next year. It can be one of those habits that you start with one thing like procrastinating going to the gym. And then all of a sudden you realize that you're procrastinating your big dream goals. You're procrastinating, you know, facing the things that you know you need to do to get on the other side to get to those goals. And just in general, you start feeling like your whole life is constantly just on pause until the right time comes along or until you're ready. The thing about procrastination being a habit, though, is that it can be changed like any other habit. Habits become habits because we allow them to go on for so long that they basically ingrain themselves into our brains. They become subconscious. And so procrastination in general and wasting time by procrastinating is something that you might not even realize, or I guess here's a better way to put it. It's not something you're choosing to do. Nobody chooses to make their life harder. Nobody chooses to waste time and nobody chooses to basically hold something above their heads on purpose because it's not enjoyable as much as we think procrastination is going to make us feel better. And maybe it does temporarily in the moment, like procrastinating going to the gym by making yourself a meal instead, or procrastinating your deadline on a big project that's due to watch another episode on Netflix. It makes us feel good in the moment, but realistically, it doesn't make us feel that good as a whole because the longer we procrastinate the things that we know we want to do, or even worse, the things that we know we need to do, 
the bigger that cloud feels like it's just lingering over our heads and everything else we're trying to do, even in terms or as a means to procrastinate, like eating that meal or, you know, watching that Netflix episode, it doesn't even feel as fully enjoyable knowing that there's something else that's kind of pulling at our attention and knocking at our back door and saying, hey, you should be doing this instead. The trick to procrastination, and I've done a full episode on this before, so definitely check that out if you guys want to dive into this topic more. But the trick about procrastination is if you can figure out why you're procrastinating, then that why becomes kind of like the key or your superpower to beat procrastination. A lot of the times when you think about it, everything that you're procrastinating, whether it be a big goal or a small thing, just like going to the gym, is all a matter of there's a specific reason why you're pushing it off. And the thing is, is the reason why you're pushing it off, a lot of the times that subconscious reason is really just trying to protect yourself. Maybe you don't want to put yourself through the discomfort of a workout. Maybe you don't feel like getting sweaty. Maybe you feel like, you know, you're not on your A game this week. And so it would be better for you to start that big term goal next week or whatever it is. But a lot of the times we do this because we're just trying to find the path of least resistance. We're just trying to find a way to basically, you know, keep ourselves comfortable, but also tell ourselves that we're going to get to it eventually. The problem comes about when we don't actually eventually get to that thing. So ask yourself why. Let's use the gym, for example. A lot of the times when it's time to go to the gym, I will procrastinate because I'll be like, oh, I just don't feel like it. But it's not that I just don't feel like it. I mean, it is that I just don't feel like it. But realistically, why don't I feel like it? Well, because it's going to be uncomfortable. Well, because I'm going to have to push myself. Well, because, you know, it hurts. Like it hurts to go to the gym. You're breaking down your muscles. You're breaking down, you know, if you're doing running, you're trying to build up your endurance. So it's not a comfortable thing to run for a long period of time. And so basically I'm pushing this off because it makes me uncomfortable. Here's the thing. Using that why becomes my power because then I can ask myself a leading question that puts me back into action mode. Like for instance, okay, okay, I'm procrastinating this because it's going to make me feel uncomfortable. Well, is there any other way to beat around feeling uncomfortable or either way to get this done? Is is it just going to have to happen? Am I just going to have to be uncomfortable? And can I be okay with that? And asking those questions kind of leads you back into the reasoning of, oh, either way, at some point today, I'm going to have to get this workout done if I really want to follow through and show up for myself. So either way, at some point of the day, I'm going to have to be uncomfortable. I can continue to push off going to the gym and watch another Netflix episode or do something else, but all day I'm going to be thinking about or just that little piece of my mind is going to be broken off onto the fact that I know being uncomfortable is coming up in my day. So why not get it out of the way now? Why not just go and do my workout? That way, all of the things that I want to do as procrastination to my workout can almost kind of be like a post reward and I'll enjoy it so much more. And then once you do that, once you've realized why you're procrastinating and then you ask yourself or you basically flip that why into a key to get yourself back into action mode, I find it's really helpful to get back out of your thinking brain of, you know, why and trying to come up with all these reasons and just basically having a full on conversation in your mind about how you shouldn't be procrastinating by basically going three, two, one, go. Once you know what your why is, and once you've talked to yourself out of it, like, this doesn't make any sense. We might as well just stop procrastinating and do it. Once you hit that point in your mind, literally count out three, two, one, go. And then just do something. Just make a move. Don't think about it and just start making, you know, it happen.
The second thing that comes with wasting our time a lot of the time is our thoughts. Now, I know we just talked about getting out of our mind thinking brain mode and back into our physical body go mode. But a lot of the times, if you're finding procrastination or wasting time is becoming a really bad habit, then it might be time on a bigger scale to sit down and really just analyze what are the tone of your thoughts. When it comes to going to do something, when you're arriving and when you're showing up for yourself, when you're ready to go, let's say you go and you put your sneakers on and you have your gym gear on and now it's time to hit the gym. Where does your mind go? Does it instantly go to, oh God, this is going to be horrible. Starting this is going to feel so uncomfortable. Or does it go to, oh, what about that halfway point that I'm going to get to, you know, the middle of my run when I'm the most exhausted and it's the hardest to push through? Does it go to, what if I go to the gym and I have no idea what I'm doing and it's just a huge, massive failure and a big old waste of time? Or does your brain just go to a completely different planet altogether? Are you sitting there with your running shoes and your workout gear on, but you're thinking about, I don't know, a Christmas memory from like six years ago. No matter where your brain goes, the first thing you have to do is realize it or become aware of it. Once it's time to show up and do something, what are you thinking about? And then as soon as you realize what you're thinking about, instantly back it up with it's okay. And the reason why I say this is because if you do notice that your brain is kind of putting a fail label on everything, or if you do notice that your brain is literally on another planet, bashing yourself or beating yourself up for it isn't going to help you in any way at all. So you almost have to kind of be like, okay, brain, I see where you're at. You literally have to talk to yourself like you're a child and you have to kind of like warmly coerce yourself back into getting into the zone. So wherever your brain goes, slowly inch by inch, step by step, kind of like what we just talked about with procrastination. This is where that deep dive goes into making your brain come back to where you need it to be. You need your brain, your body to meet, to be in the same place at once and to go forth and get this thing done, whatever it is. Now I'm using the gym as an example, but this can also be bigger term goals too. When it comes time to sit down and work on your you know, master thesis, where's your brain? When it comes time to sit down and work on a book you might be writing, where is your brain? And wherever it is, catch it sit down with it exactly where it is and be like, interesting thought brain, really cool that you're thinking about this. Now, um, is this helpful in any way? And when you ask yourself that, you're going to come up with an answer right away. Most of the times, if your brain isn't actually on the task that's at hand, no, what you're thinking about is not helpful. So then follow that question up with, well, what would be helpful right now? And giving your brain that task, okay, what would be helpful right now for me to get this thing done? Your brain will come up with an answer. And then ask yourself, what do I need to do to do that right now? I'm just going to use the gym example because it's fresh in my mind. So you've got your gym sneakers on, you've got your workout gear on, you're sitting there thinking about Christmas five years ago. And then you ask yourself, whoa, why am I thinking about this? Oh, no, no, totally fine. It's all good. But is this helpful? Well, no, thinking about Christmas five years ago isn't helpful. If anything, it's making me think about how much I want pumpkin pie. So what would be helpful right now? Well, what about Christmas next year? That's kind of a cool thought. I wonder where my fitness regimen will be by the time I'm at Christmas next year. So what do I need to do to get to that Christmas next year? Well, I need to go to the gym right now. 
Then follow that up with your three, two, one, go and just get moving on the task that you need to be doing. So third, when it comes to, you know, how to stop wasting your time, a really good idea or a really good method or thought process is to clear your pathway. Now I'm not just talking physically, I'm guess I'm talking more metaphorically, but in, in general, you can clear your pathway in a multitude of ways. The first way that you can clear your path is to put away known distractions. When it comes time to sit down to work on something, uh, especially I find for me when it comes time to sit down and edit a video or to work on writing catching, I know I just need to put my phone away because if my phone is in hands reach within every five to 10 minutes, I'm going to be picking it up and I'm going to be checking it. We as humans, that's just kind of how we are now. And I've grown to accept that. So in knowing that I just put it away, I don't even put it near me. I turn off my notifications. I turn off my phone in general. Like I turn the sound off. I don't turn it off, off because I don't know. Does anyone actually ever turn off their phones? I know I don't. Um, But just in general, I put it far away from me or I turn off the notifications and put it like behind me so that I'm not like tempted to grab at it or reach it. Distractions also count in terms of anything that might just pull your attention away. Sometimes I find that even just being in my house can be a distraction because I'm surrounded by my things. So if I know that there's something I want to put a good like chunk of time of focus in, I'll try and leave my house and go somewhere that I can't be distracted. I'll go to a library, I'll go to a cafe, I'll go to a workspace, a communal workspace where there are no distractions. There's nothing for me to get up and get lost in. Another way that I find really helps kind of clear my path or clear, I guess, my mental focus is putting on headphones. Now I have noise canceling headphones and that every time I put them on, even if I'm not playing music, it kind of just sounds like I'm inside my head instead of just outside in the world. That sounds really weird, but I find that literally putting on my headphones for the 30 minutes before I head outside in the morning to go for my run, it kind of just makes the world go quiet a bit. And that sounds really weird, but for that 30 minutes that I'm like, just kind of grabbing the last few things I need to grab before I go on my run. It helps me zone in and focus. It's a really weird tip. And if you guys do have any kind of headphones, even if you don't play music right away, put your headphones on and it kind of just turns off one of your senses. So it turns off one of the distractions. Weird thought, but maybe it'll work for you. Give it a try. Also too, you can put on music that helps you get in the zone. So I have one playlist in particular that I made on Spotify called In My Zone. And I will put that on anytime I'm working on something that I can't have lyrics playing. I just can't have like any kind of music that's going to like pump me up or put me in a specific kind of mood. This playlist in general is solely like the focus kind of mood. But I mean, find music that works for you. Whatever mood you need to kind of like tune your emotional radio station to, find music that makes you feel that way or find a podcast that makes you feel that way and pop that in while you're putting, you know, your brain to good use. I guess that's kind of more helpful if you're doing something a little bit more physical, like going to the gym. But if you even are working on writing something or doing anything on your computer, anything of the sort, studying even, find some like instrumental music or anything that just helps you zone in and clears your mental path. Now, in terms of clearing your physical path, this is where I find getting prepared is super helpful. I clear my path by basically preparing the night before if I know that there's a lot of things I need to do the next day or the hour before if I'm about to jump into a really big task. For instance, 
editing a video. I will get prepared by grabbing my headphones, getting all the things I need, like my laptop charger, the notes that I have for the video that I'm editing, if there was any kind of music. Basically, I will collect all of the things that I need to edit that video within the hour before. And then once I sit down, there is no reason that I need to get back up because I've already showed up prepared. Or for instance, if you know you have a big day the next day, or you're starting a new habit or new routine, you don't want to keep wasting your time and you just want to, you know, get started on your fitness routine. Then the night before, you know, pack your lunch so that you're not tempted to eat crappier food tomorrow or get your workout gear out the night before, leave your sneakers. Or even if you can, you know, you're joining like a gym membership, then leave your stuff for work in the locker at that gym so that you have no choice but to basically go to the gym in order to basically start the rest of your day. Get all the information you need, do all the research that you need to do, prep your supplies, make the path as least resistant as possible because this is basically going to make it so that it's easier for your brain to anchor into what you need to do. It's going to stop it from thinking, oh God, I know I need to go to the gym, but I didn't prepare. What do I wear to the gym? What do I want to bring for lunch today? Maybe it's just not a good day to start my fitness or my health routine. Maybe I'll start it again next week. That happens because we didn't clear our path. So clear the path, whether it's bigger goals or smaller goals, just set yourself up for success. Next, when it comes to not wasting your time, you're going to want to try to simplify what you're trying to do. This has been a huge, huge, huge theme of mine, I feel like, for 2019. It's basically been sitting back and being like, okay, I know I say that I want to do all like 40 of these things, but realistically, what is the bigger accomplishment here? What is the bigger objective? What is my bigger intention? The way that I feel like it's easy to do this is put it this way. It's better to have three really big specific goals than 10 smaller interconnected overlapping ones. And that was kind of like how I felt like I was living my life pretty much up until now or up until this year. Felt like I always had all of these crazy little tiny goals that were all kind of similar and all fed into like bigger goals. But those are what I was basically filling up my days with, with all of these crazy, like, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to accomplish this. And instead, what I did this year is I took out a piece of paper or you can use your bullet journal, you can use a white erase board, whatever is going to be easiest for you to just basically get everything out of your brain and in front of you on paper or on a board. Put everything or any goal that you've ever wanted to do, any lifestyle that you've ever wanted to live, anything that's ever piqued your interest in terms of motivating you, inspiring you, or feels like it's something that you're aligned to or destined for. Just write it all down without like any method or reason, okay? It's going to seem crazy. It's going to seem messy. It's going to seem wild and mad, and that's totally fine. Because what you're going to do next after you feel like you've basically word vomited all over this page or all over this board is you're going to take a different color pen or different color marker and start connecting all of the things that are basically like common. If one thing is to run a marathon and another thing is to try a more plant-based diet and another thing is to, I don't know, get into yoga, those three things have the connection of being a health or wellness-based goal. And so when you do that, you start connecting all of these things, you're going to basically be able to look back or zoom away from the board and notice that all of these things 
fall under groups or categories. They all fall under umbrellas. And once you do that, you're able to see, okay, I want to put this much of my life towards my health, fitness, and wellness. I want to put this much of my life towards my work goals. And I want to put this much of my life towards my personal time and my personal goals. And then the rest is left for relationships and other people and social events. So doing it that way, it basically gives you more of a lifestyle or a value system to live by. That way you're no longer worried about more incremental time stamps, you know, like an hour here and 20 minutes there, because if you're looking at your life a little bit more zoomed out, you'll notice that even if there are some days that you don't get to the things you want to, or once you've simplified your goals, as long as you're basically living by your value system, the things that are most important to you and the things that basically host all of the things you're trying to do underneath them, as long as you're living by those values and by those goals, you won't feel like you're wasting your time. And not only that, you can set your big intention or your big objective within that goal of having like basically smaller milestones. What I mean by that is like, okay, for instance, you made the connection of running a marathon, trying a plant-based diet and a yoga routine, right? So that is leading into, obviously, you really want to take your health and your wellness very seriously. So once you know health and wellness is a bigger intention for you, then you can break it down into smaller milestones. Like I just said, like running a marathon, becoming a yogi, trying a plant-based lifestyle, but either way, those just become little peaks, little interests, little things that you can put on your calendar, but that feed into your bigger, simplified way of living. This makes it a lot easier to let your way of life be your means rather than an end or a destination. So it becomes the way you live your life rather than basically like the goal you're trying to get to, to make it feel like you've accomplished something in your life. Because accomplishments are great, don't get me wrong, but the thing about the way we are as human beings, the minute you finish that marathon, the minute that you are completely adapted to a plant-based lifestyle, you're going to want to basically pin your brain to the next level, to the next goal. We are increasingly dissatisfied humans. Okay, no, that is very pessimistic. Let me take that back. We are increasingly dissatisfied. I think that just us as human beings, we are constantly looking to grow because when we become stagnant for too long or we aren't pushing ourselves in some kind of way, we don't feel like our life has as much connection or as much meaning. And that makes a lot of sense. So running that marathon, while it's a great goal, the minute you finish it, you're going to just want to pin a new goal. So basically you need to know why you're doing any of it to begin with. And why are you doing any of it to begin with? Well, because you want to basically live a healthy, well lifestyle and you want to take care of yourself. And that is the bigger means. That is the way of living your life versus the destination of running a marathon. Next up, you're going to want to do the hardest things first. This one always just bothers me because nobody wants to do the hardest things first. I in a lot of ways, I basically frame my day so that I don't do my hardest things first, but bear with me. Okay. I promise I'm going to tie this back into a relevant point within myself and my life too, but still, okay. Basically what I'm getting at here is that I made my morning routine or made my daily routine solely so that I do all the things that I love to do in the morning and the things that make me feel like I'm just, you know, getting my little piece of me time in the morning. But then right after that is done, right after I go to sit down and start my work for the day, as much as I hate it, I do all the things I do not want to do all of the things that I enjoy the least first. The reason why is because if I put those things off, and a lot of the times, if you guys are looking for examples, those things are like those little tiny 
tasks that just feel so annoying to you, like answering like a flush, just crazy inbox of emails or having to do just this minute little tiny action item on a bigger goal that is just really annoying or really boring or doing the research or the back end work of something that is not as fun. Doing those things first, if I don't do them first, they won't get done. I'll tell myself I'll do them in the afternoon. The afternoon rolls around and then I'm like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm a little more tired. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Doing this and this happened for a long period of time made it so that I really started to fall behind on my overall just like schedule and overall just things I was trying to do and create. So where I learned to basically make that knowledge my power is I built my routine around, okay, yes, I can have my morning time of like my personal stuff and doing all that fun stuff first. And that is, I think, a little trick too into jumping into doing the hardest thing first because I start my mornings off with just feeling, you know, really good and really connected and really just accomplished, I guess. And again, I have a whole other episode on how to start a morning routine and why it's important. So definitely go check that out. But once that's done and I jump in and then I get my hardest thing out of the way, it's so much easier to feel contentment and peace going into the rest of my day and working on the things that I'm actually excited for. It's harder to enjoy those smaller hobbies or those projects or the fun parts of projects when there's larger or more annoying tasks that are just kind of looming over your head. If you notice that this is becoming a theme your life, it's basically trying to call your attention back to the procrastination section. So procrastinating the hardest things, putting them off later on in the day, it isn't going to be helpful. It isn't going to make them any easier to do. And in fact, it's just going to make doing anything that you're doing up until that point less enjoyable. So in a lot of ways, I feel like even just doing the hardest thing first is another way of clearing your path and is another way of basically using up your mind and your energy space in a more sufficient way. So last but not least, when it comes to not wasting any more time, you need to know, and I say this to you, but also to myself, because I tend to listen back on these later on when I'm going through these things myself, is it's okay to fail. I can't tell you how many times I've procrastinated starting something because even though I found all the reasons under the sun why not to do it, the real reason why I was holding off was because I was afraid that if I let myself jump in, if I let myself care, if I let myself put my whole heart into it and it didn't work out, if it failed, if it crashed and burned. That whole thought was so daunting to me that I just kept on pushing off starting these goals that I just knew I wanted to be doing. And instead, if you can basically talk yourself into or remind yourself that taking large, massive, messy, awkward steps towards your goal is basically the way that you want to live your life. That is really, in all honesty, the only way to go after your goal. I don't think any goal is ever fully accomplished without failing, without making missteps or having to go back and, you know, recalculate or just having to maybe even start over completely. You need to move. You need to take action. You need to try and then try again because it is going to be messy. There are going to be mistakes. And if anything, if there aren't mistakes, you wouldn't be able to learn and grow as much as you do going after the life that you're trying to go after or the life that you're trying to live. Life is only ever lived through action, through sensation, never through thought. We can sit back and think about our lives all we want. We can plan our lives all we want. We can think about what we're capable of all we want. But I mean, the more you sit and think about it, the more time you're really wasting. And the thing is, you've thought about it enough. 
you've planned it enough. You're only ever going to get to know by getting out there and actually doing something. And it sucks because obviously there's times in our lives where we do get to show up to a goal or we do get to show up to something and we are fully prepared and we feel infused and we feel connected and aligned. And those moments in life are amazing, but they are fleeting and they're not always reliable. There are going to be times where you kind of have to show up for your goals or show up for your life feeling like you aren't ready yet. And a lot of the times that's usually the case. We never fully feel ready. That's kind of the point. I think we start to learn or we feel a little bit more, I guess, qualified the more we do, the more we actually put in action, the more we realize like, oh, okay, I actually do understand this or, oh, that didn't work. Maybe I need to go this way instead, but we only ever know by doing. It sucks because it basically requires us to get outside of our comfort zone, which is never a fun thing to do, but that's also where all the fun and all the magic happens. It's going to mean that there will be days that you don't feel like it. And there's going to be periods of your life, maybe weeks, maybe months. Sometimes it even feels like there can be a full year of just pure resistance or pure pushback, but that's okay because you've got lots of time as long as you're working towards it. It's all part of the process. You are anti-fragile, meaning that you're going to grow through what you go through. You are not going to break just because something doesn't go your way or just because something doesn't turn out how you thought it would. If anything, it's just going to make you stronger and that much better at bouncing back and going forward again the next time around. Let it all be a part of your journey, including the failure, because it's all leading you to exactly where you're meant to be. So there you guys have it. That is all of the thoughts I have today, I guess, on how to stop wasting time. Now I want to hear what you guys have to think about it. So make sure you tweet or Instagram any of your thoughts, any things that you guys want to add based on the topic today. And also feel free to input any topics you guys want to talk about in future Coffee Talk podcast episodes. Aside from that, I hope you guys are all having an amazing day and have an even more amazing week. And I will talk to all of you guys next Monday. Bye guys.